everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Yourself podcast in association with Motus. So continuing on with our mini-series on a career in psychology, my next guests are two psych grads that completed their undergrad at University College Cork. As well as working with Motus, uh, these are two to pay attention to because they're both in paid assistant psychologist roles now in Ireland and in Scotland. They're here today to discuss the Mental Health Masters in UCC. You're very welcome to the podcast, Luke Murphy and Kate O'Mara. How are you today? Hi, good, Christy. Thanks. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, I, I also forgot to mention to you, it's always difficult on Zoom uh, to match up who I'm talking to. So I'll try make sure that I say your names when I am asking you the question. Um, so the first question I will ask to Kate and then I'll follow on to Luke then. Um, and that is... The masters, the mental health masters in Cork, Kate. Um, did you choose to do that because you did your undergrad there, or is it because you didn't want to, uh, or was it because of the con the content of the course itself? Why did you decide to do it? Um, I think to be honest, Christy, it's probably a mix of both. Okay. Um, our undergrad degree is three years, and a lot of my friends and housemates would have been doing four year degrees, um, undergrad degrees in Cork. So there was a bit of um, not wanting to leave or not being ready to leave. Um, but as well as that, I just really loved my time in UCC. Yeah, I don't think I was ready for it to finish. Um, but looking at the Masters kind of both abroad and in Ireland, um, I really wanted to do this particular Masters. I think the selling point was its placement. I believe it's like the only Masters in Ireland and there's not many in the UK that actually have um, placement with assistant psychologist experience. So that's kind of what um, pushed me towards this master's. But definitely there was element of just love in Cork um, as well. So a bit of both. Fair. And Luke? Same question. Yeah, I suppose uh, echoing uh, Kate, I suppose I was kind of not ready to finish up on three years. So carrying on was, was a big thing there for me. But also I suppose looking at um, how to describe the master's online, it seemed very clinical oriented. So sort of um, having that, that mental health placement and the specific modules, it seemed like it was kind of lining up to go um so it seemed like no-brainer when i was looking at it i suppose fair okay um and i'm right in saying both of you went straight from the undergraduate into the master's did you yep that's correct yeah okay so um i'll start with you luke here um were you happy that you did the master's straight after the undergrad or would you have preferred a year between because that's a common question that comes up um i think it, like it came at an interesting time because we started the master's sort of in the thick of covid so I suppose in a way I was thinking to myself that I want to do this master's where I get the full experience on site but then on the other side of thing we were in between lockdowns and it was something that kept me going so I think I think looking back I was happy that I did go straight through I think at the time there was definitely a bit of uncertainty around whether I was going to do that or not but looking back definitely happy. And what about you Kate? Yeah thinking back like it's it's funny like there wasn't much else for us to do <laughs> if we were taking a gap year we were kind of just um I don't know maybe working in supermarkets um there wasn't yeah much we couldn't really go traveling or anything um but I was really in between what I wanted to do after my undergraduate um so yeah I'm not gonna lie I was kind of thinking would I go back would I do postgrad med would I continue and pursue a career in psychology wasn't too sure if I wanted ed psych or clinical psych um either at the time so I suppose yeah the whole COVID kind of pushed me towards doing a master's quicker um sooner rather than later but I definitely don't regret it um and again I said that my um friends and stuff are doing four-year courses so it's nice that we kind of finish it finished around the same time when I did my master's but I just had that extra degree mm. I think because it's three years it really it's handy 
to get the master's um, in that fourth year and when you're still in the whole like dissertation and um, education mindset um, I definitely don't regret it mm. I, I think it's actually I think UCC the undergrad is the only one that does three years as well okay yeah um, which I actually think is that that is advantageous though because you kind of get through it quicker um so obviously the big big thing as kate mentioned is the placement on the mental health uh masters in ucc so i want to get to that straight away because that's obviously the big attraction um so can i'll go to you first kate um firstly how is it structured like when do you do the placement and then my second question is like how is it organized like do you have to find the placement yourself or is it done through um ucc how does that work yeah, so I suppose um, the first question there, um, placement starts in semester two. Yeah. So usually you have um, the class gunning and ready to go for placement when they begin, but they actually, you have to wait until semester two um, and semester one is kind of quite module heavy. Um, so I think we started around um, January. I started around the 10th or 11th of January and it's six months. So it's two days a week, um, Thursdays and Fridays were for our class. Um, or placement and you did the other three days kind of modules or study and our dissertation bits um i love the structure of it the weeks just flew i don't know if you'll agree with me luke but they just flew so yeah luke in relation to organizing the placement how did that work i, I would agree that it did kind of make time fly but um organizing the placement i suppose was done for us we um i suppose we were told early on in degree that you know placement could be i suppose anywhere around ireland and that we wouldn't really get that much much wiggle room on where exactly we were placed um and in the end i suppose it was sort of randomized so we were just told this is where you're going to be placed this is going to be your supervisor um and this is when you start so i think the only responsibility we had in terms of setting the placement up was um actually making first contact with the supervisor but um where we were going and when we would start and kind of the fact that the placement had been organized was all done beforehand i suppose i, th I think it's done before recruit or before people are actually offered the masters in the first place and wh what's it based on or is it just random so it was really interesting for us do you do you remember um we were given no. the we were the first year that they actually gave us the list of um placements that they yeah. had and they said right sort it yourselves mm -hmm. um so we didn't really know each other and these were in essence strangers i know we knew each other luke but a lot of people we didn't know in the course yeah um so that was a really interesting um learning experience and they kind of did it to us to show that it's i think that's difficult to arrange these things and that um there are a certain amount of placements and not everyone can be suited or can be pleased um so there were a few it was a really hard system to do i think it was like yeah. a battlefield nearly trying to sort and that you both said ireland like could that be like donegal did it go that far or what was the furthest away that it could have been it, it, it was mostly like it was mostly in cork like they did aim i think to get as many of the placements in cork as possible there were a few in dublin and I think that was as far away as you could have been could have been sent up the up the country. Um, but most of them were in Cork. A lot of them were in the city centre. One of them was a bit out from the city, but they were all. Um, many of them were in Cork. Okay. Okay. And um, sorry, I'm I'm just really interested about you trying to fight over each other. Um, but like, if you were based in Dublin, like. Was it discussed, like, were you meant to commute from Cork um, or was it just expected that you kind of managed it yourself? Yeah, yeah, that you just managed it yourself. And they did say at the start that you need to be able to, you know, go to placement and have, mm -hmm. like, access to transport, I think. Um, so, yeah, it was just expected that you have to manage yourself. I actually forgot people were up in Dublin. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
they don't try and hide that from you though. I, I think that the, the way they, av they advertise the masters is it's it's very clearly stated you have to be prepared to travel around the place um now we were lucky in that like we didn't decide between us who was going where so it was randomized mm -hmm. but i think there was one or two people who said they'd do dublin because they had accommodation sorted in dublin so that knocked a few of the dublin places off so then when it was randomized more people who couldn't well i suppose who would have had a harder time going up the country got cork instead yeah and then were were they all hse uh based or were some of them private um no so i think it was between hse and the prison services yeah. um and I'm just thinking now, Luke, um, I'm not too sure is this done every year, but one person in our class actually arranged their own um, placement. Um, and well, I don't know right, whether yeah. it's a case by case um, basis, but I don't think that had been done before. Um, but yeah, she arranged their own. But generally, you do take the, the placement that you're given. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that as well. And so the, cl um, the clinical placements, were they always supervised by a clinical psychologist or could it just be anyone? Well, not anyone, but, you know. Um, as far as I'm aware, it's, it's all clinical psychologists supervised. I think that's, I, I suppose, like kind of the prerequisite for what the placement's going to be. It's like you're going to be in a service where you have direct supervision process with a psychologist. It's a huge part of it, I suppose, the, the, the actual assessment side of placement is your use of that supervision process, I suppose, and I suppose you're learning about that specific service. Okay, so um, Kate, I'll ask you first, what was your placement, um, like just in general, you don't have to say where it was, but just what was the general placement that you did? Yeah, so I was with adult community, adult mental health services, and that was the first time for me that I was going to be with adults. And um, just going back to like the system of how we picked them out. So we had kind of identified a few maybe outsiders um, outside of Cork City and we could opt for those or otherwise it was kind of lucky dip. So I had actually opted for this one because I had a car and I could travel and it was like a nice compromise. It wasn't too far from my college accommodation. And that was kind of the main motivation why I picked it and why I went for it. I'd love to be um, <laughs> really academic or psychological and say, oh yeah, I really want to do adults, but I hadn't a clue about adults. Um, I just wanted to stay in my college house and justify to my parents why I'm paying rent down in Cork um, and not living because like there were places in Limerick and I'd be up closer to Tip and Limerick. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, and I loved it. And as well, my supervisor um, was counselling and clinical psychologist. Um, so I think there were some, yeah, a psychologist had to supervise you, but there were some counselling psychologist supervisors thrown in as well. Um, and the, the placement itself, um, was it like, because I've heard stories of people being put on placements and they're just in front of a computer all day, like, like was there good learning outcomes from it? Or how did you Definitely, find I can't um, hype up my supervisor enough. I think often like assistant psychologist positions are kind of put in pedestals and they're kind of things that you feel like you can never do or you can never, you'll ever be able to do it. Um, but like he really proved to me that I was well able for the job. And of course we are like, if you're doing a master's, like you're not expected to be the, the trainee clinical psychologist or you're not meant to have a doctorate or anything. Um, so yeah, he really um, gave me a taste of everything. I was helping him and I never felt that I was pushed too far. Um, I always knew that I had him as kind of a security net and he really liaised with other psychologists to try and get as much experience for me as I could. Um, and like I said at the start, I wasn't too sure if I wanted to actually pursue a career in clinical psychology for several different reasons. But as soon as I started placement, um, yeah, it's just clinical psychology I want to do now. And that's definitely, yeah, thanks to, to my supervisor. He really um, 
encouraged me and yeah kind of afforded me several opportunities um yeah, I confirmed what I want to do. That, that was a great promotion <laughs> for the <laughs> placement. Uh, Luke, what about you? What was your placement? And again, like learning outcomes from it. I, I suppose I, I was quite lucky as well. And I think the impact my placement had was very similar to Kate's and that it sort of solidified that, I, that it was clinical I wanted to go and do. So I I um I was with a CAMS team. So I was working with children and teenagers. Um, and my supervisor was really good. They were constantly looking for, I suppose new experiences to offer for me and like areas that I'm finding difficulty kind of like um teasing that out and pushing forward with it so it was like um obviously I suppose when you're in a student placement it's a little bit different than when you're doing a, a full-on professional assistant psych placement but they, they um, my supervisor definitely looked to I suppose kind of mimic that assistant psychology with a with a placement kind of experience there excellent okay again good promotion I suppose um right so next question then moving away um quick question i have um i mentioned it at the start because this will confuse some people so there are two different ma psychology masters in ucc one's the mental health one and what is the name of the other one uh luke I i'll ask you i'll go back to you so it, it's a it's a bit tricky because they're quite similar so there's the ma in applied psychology full stop and then there's the ma in applied psychology mental health so they're the two that, that I suppose would be kind of on that sort of cl the clinical and I suppose counseling kind of side of things. So the mental health one was the one we did. Obviously, that's very, very much kind of honed in on clinical counseling, whereas applied, the applied psychology masters, the full stop is a bit more, I suppose, there's a bit more, op more options, which the kind of direction you can take with that. So, you, so for example, like, some of our modules we shared a lot of them with that with the other masters but some people on that master's program were doing modules in different areas that we weren't touching on um so i think it's it's slightly less general but it can actually be very similar to our masters as well depending on the modules you pick i think and the big difference is they don't have the placement they do have a placement but i don't think it's specifically um in uh, i suppose a clinical setting i think it's there, there's a there's a bit more variety into the placements there um they're offered now. I don't know the exact, the exact placements that that um that they do go on, but I do think the one difference they did mark is that it's not necessary, not 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 necessarily clinical. Okay, perfect. Um, and then Kate, I'll come back to you and ask. So you said that the first semester was module heavy, so um, you don't need to recall all of them because I always put people on the spot with this. But just some of the modules that you would have done, Kate. Um, can you remember any of them? Uh, <laughs> bring me right back um I think just tying in with like the differences between the two modules actually another difference was um that we did a mental health law um, module so that was one of the modules that we did in first semester and I don't think um the other MA um can do that module and that was like I think it's the only of its type again in Ireland and um, it's like really relevant um because you know it's really important that we know these kind of statutory documents and that we're aware of like mental health within the legal system um, so that was really interesting. So we did that one. Um, we did advanced research methods, um, which I think broke my heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so that was 10 credits. So that was, yeah, <laughs> that was quite heavy. Um, oh my God, I can't think. Did we do psychological assessments um, in semester one as well? Yeah. Which I think is that so was good. A... And that's really one that stood to me. Yeah. Um, that's really one that stood to me, especially in my assistant psychology position here, um, because, you know, you do psychological assessments in work. 
Um, and unfortunately, we were meant to do a whisk with that. So that's the Vexler Intelligence Scale for Children. Thank God I got that right. <laughs> um, so we were meant to do that, but with COVID, we weren't able to. Um, but again, that's one that I use like weekly in my current AP job. Um, so we did that. Um, can you think of any other ones, Luke? There was definitely psychological... We do some presentations um, on clinical presentations. Yeah, there was a clinical presentation, which was sort of like um, they had professionals from different settings, um, from different settings in to talk about their specific their specific field, which was interesting. It was almost like a like it was like a kind of like a careers class that you'd experience in like secondary mm -hmm. school, where they have like guest speakers almost in like it's just, but it was in different areas that you could go into uh, through clinical and counselling, I suppose. Um, but the other thing I would say there is the advanced research methods that was really heavy. And I do remember a lot of people being really jarred by that because it was um, kind of half and half quantitative and qualitative. And I think some of the some of the undergrads around the country don't place a huge emphasis on qualitative. So people were really like struggling, like how to approach that because it was something that they were completely new, um, I suppose, um, unknown to. And it was like a really heavy qualitative like assignment they gave you as well so that is uh, I just said I'd put that in because that is I just distinctly mm. remember people having a big uh, issue with that yeah and I, I think the um, thing about even though it was like quite module heavy um, in hindsight like the um, assignments were really like practical based and even still like I had an AP interview recently for a new position and it was actually I could use a lot of my assignments um, because they were kind of yeah practical based for my prep for the interview um so and that was something different to my undergraduate I felt um and yeah I think I think we had about 26,000 words due <laughs> just around Christmas so what well, there was a lot of it but one yep. thing that you really learn is that like you get you get through it like even though you have so many assignments um you do get through it and that's definitely something that I learned from my undergrad up to my my master's that it gets done you'll you'll get through mm. it Okay. Um, and then in regards to, I completely forgot to mention this. Um, it's one of the few masters. There is an interview for the application, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Luke, I'll go to you first. Um, what does the interview involve, um, and the application in general? So I don't know if they do this every year, but we had to record our interview, which I thought was like, I personally found really difficult. Like I spent like the whole day like they give you um the set of questions i think either the morning or the day before it's due and they give you like something like 24 hours whatever to record the interview and like i'm just such like a perfectionist that way that like i could be speaking for two minutes and if i like skip over a word or like stutter a bit i'll just cut the whole thing and then i'll go back to the start so like lots of walks and clearing my head and coming back to redo it but that was difficult um i think Back then, I was like, oh, that's so much better than sitting down in front of two or three people and doing an interview. But now that I've had a bit of experience interviews, I'm like, no, like, give me that any day of the week. I'd, I'd rather have, like, a question put to me and put me on the spot and under pressure and having come up with the answer that's there already in my head than, like, try and do the perfect run through of that interview. If the interview, if the interview process is still like that, I give people the advice, like, just don't try and make it perfect like if you make a bit of a stutter like that's natural like it'll come off fine <laughs> um yeah i know somebody who did them um who did it this year and it was just a regular interview so <laughs> it, it, it must be gone they, they must not do that anymore maybe they do it every second year um kate in relation to prep towards the um in general like for the application do you have any advice or recommendations 
Um, I think definitely give yourself enough time. Um, I'm a bit of a procrastinator, but um, a perfectionistic procrastinator, which is kind of um, probably the toughest because I wanted to really perfect it, but didn't give myself enough time. Um, so just start early there, quite overwhelming. Um, yeah, so just kind of take breaks, like we've said, go do them, but then come away and kind of look at that with a fresh mind. Um, if I remember from the application, there is a strict enough word count. Um, so we were kind of given the advice even in terms of like assignments and things in our masters is to just get everything out and then start to refine. And I, I would advise that as well for the applications. Um, in terms of for the interview prep, um, I'm not even too sure. I can't remember what we did in our undergrad and what we did in our masters to differentiate which you can prep from. Um, but I think, I can't even remember, Luke, do they give us any areas to, to prep um, or any... I'm I'm wondering like, I imagine they gave us some kind of like um to prepare for this and like little sort of vague um kind of things you should be looking over but I don't really nothing's springing to mind on like concrete things they told us to look over to prepare for um mm -hmm. the interview itself and I'm already afraid to give away like questions or anything from the interview yeah. <laughs> um, I I I was told um mental health law was something that that comes up regularly um yeah. which I think, as you mentioned, that there was a module specifically in on it and the fact that it, it is obviously important. But I, I do think UCC are kind of unique in that they really, really emphasize it. Um, so that could obviously be something useful to look into just to have some bit of awareness on it. Um, I'm aware of time, guys. Now, actually, it's because the placement situation really interested me. Um, I want to get through the last few questions. Um, next thing then is dissertation. So, uh, Luke, I'll go to you first. Uh, what was the process for um, the dissertation? Like, did you have to find your own lecturer or researcher or how did that work? Yeah, so it was done quite well. I suppose the first couple of weeks, um, the, we were given presentations by all of the I suppose lecturers that we could have partnered up with for our supervisor. Um, if you were familiar with the school already, if you were familiar with a researcher, um, you could have emailed them off the bat and said, I'm a master's student, I've just begun. Do you want to do this? If you knew that that was a topic that they would be a good supervisor for. But I think generally people just um, they listened to the presentations and then contacted the supervisor as soon as they decided that'd be a person that they'd uh, have be a good fit for. The supervisors are very open as well for like organizing meetings to discuss ideas and things like that. So, but yeah, that was the process, I suppose. Okay. Um, and then I will ask you a different question then, Kate. Um was the program, do you feel in general, do you think, I know obviously there was the placement, but did you find it more to be research orientated or clinical orientated? Um, I'd say probably a mix of both. I think, I think like the doctorate is based on that scientist practitioner model or the reflective scientist practitioner model that kind of guides contemporary clinical psychology. And I think it had a really nice mix of um, promoting both research and practice and linking the two together. Um, and even, yeah, throughout, um, yeah, you were always kind of trying to make those reflections or make those links. And that's, that was really important and really stood to me anyway, in terms of applying for AP roles. And it was just, um, yeah, really nice balance. I think it really did marry the doctorate um, in terms of. In yeah, your was, AP roles were, did your masters come up specifically? Did they ask you or did you kind of just bring it up like from your experience? um in terms of the interview did they ask if we had it completed is it um 
so I'm in Scotland so I'm the NHS so they didn't really know about it um so I definitely drove it home that I had six months part-time AP experience um and they really appreciated that and I think the masters um like Maria Dempsey was great to like get us reflecting from quite early on and make those reflections and that's really important for AP interviews so um and we did a placement portfolio as well I'm not too sure if you're going to mention that but that was really good to like um, really make clear what an AP does or we really understood what an AP does and kind of had the documents to back that up and had our own personal reflections um, so it just came so naturally when it came to interviews that we were able to reflect um, yeah upon our experiences. Okay perfect um, now I have two questions left uh, these are big questions so you can have a think before answering you don't need to answer straight away um, so Luke I'll come to you for the first one um, what advice would you give to um, an undergraduate, a first year undergraduate who's just starting psychology, let's say this year or next September? Um, what advice would you give them in general um, as a past psych graduate? Um, I, I'd say like pay more attention to where you are than what's ahead of you. Because I think the road, if you're, if you're definitely, if you're looking to do clinical, it's a long road and like there, there are setbacks in terms of like, if you apply for an AP job and you don't get it or, you know, if you start thinking, oh, I have so much time before I actually fully qualified and things like that. But I think for me anyway, definitely like, I suppose, focusing on what I've done and what I'm doing now is like a really good way of, um, I suppose, motivating myself forward and getting the most out of, I suppose, whatever position I'm in at that time. Okay. Um, and actually, I have one more question specifically for you, Luke. Um, you chose to stay in Ireland where obviously there's more, like there's there's more limits on assistant psychologist roles. Um, after you finished the master's, like, what was your approach there um, in relation to kind of finding um, relevant work? I, I suppose I was fortunate enough that um, uh, one of the people that was involved in our master's um, reached out to the whole course saying we have this research job that's coming up towards the end of our degrees. When I was, I suppose, cleaning up with my thesis, I started working in a research role, which was, I suppose, HSC related. Um, so that kept me going for a little bit. And then obviously I joined up with yourselves with Motus. And that pushed me forward. So I was, I was kind of, I had the ball rolling on something the whole time, um, which I was very lucky to have. Um, and then I suppose that springboarded me into the, the AP role. Um, so I suppose in terms of uh, how limited, like things can be with AP roles in Ireland, I'd say just like even if you can get, get something small that's only taking up a part of your week, like to keep yourself going, that that is really helpful. L like motives Th thanks for plugging that <laughs> luke <laughs> um and then okay i'll ask you then um i have one question that's specific to psychology grads then kate and then one question specific to you um the first one is um if somebody is just starting the masters in ucc now the mental health one um what advice would you give them first off starting um my advice would probably be to like don't just do your masters like definitely keep up extra activities for your own self if it's your hobbies if it's going for walks if it's your going for your friends I think we can get caught in almost like a rat race to get through the masters but onto the doctorate but like it's all about balance um and at the end of the day you're going to need those pockets of time that you can relax so you can enjoy yourself because it does get quite heavy at times in terms of deadlines um, but you just really enjoy it. Um, you're in like a really fortunate position. Like it can be difficult to get into the masters. So just give yourself a pat on the back for getting in. 
and um, enjoy the modules. And I would say try keep on top of things, but like, you know, often <laughs> that's not reality, but you will get through it. Um, so yeah, just keep swimming and keep up um, things that you enjoy as well. Um, I think don't let just psychology be your personality. You know, there are other things in life too. Um, so yeah, a nice balance is what I'd recommend. That's um, that's such a wholesome answer, huh? <laughs> Kate. But um, thank you for that. Um, and then the last thing is, of course, Kate, as you mentioned, you're now based in um the beautiful Edinburgh, and you're in an AP role there. So um, just my question to you is, why did you decide to leave? Um. And why did you pick Edinburgh? Is Scotland a good place to start for anybody who's kind of wondering what's the next step? Um, yeah, I suppose I wasn't too sure what to do. Um, I know I kind of implied in my last answer to kind of go with the flow, but I do like to be a planner <laughs> as well. I'm caught out there. So I did want to have um, an AP when I finished. And I literally came over here kind of for a job um, because at the time there weren't many APs in Ireland. Um so some of my friends did their masters some of my classmates did their masters over in edinburgh so i kind of started looking up jobs there um but it was also a nice balance again i wasn't too sure did i want to go traveling did i want to try get an ap so this was kind of a nice again work-life balance that i'm in a job that i love to do um but yet i'm in a new country and in a beautiful city as you said um so it's a lovely balance and yeah working for the nhs gives just so many opportunities as well um and there's just more there's more APs over here yeah definitely okay um that's absolutely perfect um I just want to say thank you to both of you for coming on um for giving insight um the reason why I had both of you on is because two of your success stories um which is always nice to hear I'm confident uh both of you will be clinical psychologists now in a few years no doubt um but yes th thank you again and um yeah hope you enjoyed coming on then. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Christy. Us. Send out.